Hi, I'm Ed. This is my lovely wife, Lisa. We've been married for almost four decades. I know that's shocking because you think they're in their early 40s. Well, <laughs> welcome to the Creative Marriage Podcast where we talk about keeping your love. My love is alive. No matter what life throws at your marriage. Lisa, today we're talking about some questions, but a lot of these questions come from our book, The Creative Marriage. It, it's just dropped. It's uh, updated, expanded, illustrated, and and consummated in 1982 when we walked down the aisle and got married. Our honeymoon, of course, was in Hawaii. It's available at exomarriage.com slash store or Amazon. Now, I have some questions that I want to ask you, Lisa, and then I'll respond to these. Hey, we're going to ask one another. Okay. The I first mean, one is you're this. You're not going to put me in the hot seat Because, you know, you have to ask questions. I'm telling you, I've learned more about marriage and life by by taking the right information and applying it to where I live. I always say, ask the right people the right questions to get the right answers. I feel more confident, so does Lisa, talking about marriage today than ever before. More so than when I was 40 or or 30 or 20, et cetera, et cetera. And you know so, what? It's a life principle. Don't ever stop But we've not arrived. Questions. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm dialed in or Lisa's dialed in. We have the perfect marriage. No, 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 no. But I do want to ask some questions because people learn when you ask questions, especially when you ask questions yeah. from people who have, have, have been doing this for a I while. I was going to say too, though, All right. in everything in life, whether it's marriage, business, don't ever stop asking questions because no. that's how you learn. And you do a great job at asking questions. I appreciate it. I, I need to do a better job of that. But hey, today I'm going to ask you some and you're going to ask Whoa. me some. Whoa. Okay. I've got one. The first one, what's one major issue or recurring issue? Ooh, because 69% of all issues are recurring in marriage that you have had in your marriage. And how often do you deal with it? Okay. So first of all, don't be, um, you know, don't get all down because 69% of issues are reoccurring. In all, in all marriage. In all relationships. There are just some things that are personality based that you will it not It doesn't matter resolve. if you're an A-lister, a billionaire, or, or someone who's, 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 you know, middle class. I mean, it's... Everyone has these Yeah, these and so you're not going to fix Every it, but you have does. you have a lifetime of your marriage to work on these things and to to learn how to deal and cope and it's not like settling I don't mean it in that regard. It's just learning to deal with each other's dis differences mm -hmm. in such a way that you can begin to celebrate one another's differences. So, okay, but what's that what's that reoccurring issue that that we've had, that you've had, that I've had? I would say... How about it, from you? Then I'll say what it is for me. Your reoccurring issue. What You want me to say yeah. what, what I do that annoys you? or? Yeah, and then I'll say... Oh, I'd rather tell what you do that annoys me. Whoa. Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because we know, we've talked All about right, these so things. It's not yeah. like All we're right. throwing each other under the bus. No. But I grew up where my dad was... I mean, he could fix anything. He was gifted at building. He was an engineer, an architect. And if anything... I mean, he could build like the space shuttle in his backyard. He's one of those guys. He, he could... I don't know about that, but he did build a barn in our backyard that he drew the plans on a paper sack. So he was pretty gifted at that. Yes. And if anything broke in our house, my dad fixed it. 
I mean, my dad put gas in my mom's car every Saturday, washed the cars, you know, changed the oil. Guilty. Big stuff like that. And so I came into marriage thinking, hmm, Ed's going to do that very same thing. Ed can't fix things. He doesn't no, own a I can't. he doesn't own a toolbox. No. If he does try to fix things, Ooh. it's not going to be done correctly. Right. So I just pay for it. So No, but, really no no, it's not what I do. First I call Lisa <laughs> to fix it. If she can't fix it, then I'll then call, we'll call someone somebody. to pay for it. But I went into our marriage with this expectation that Ed's going to Ed's going to be a handyman. And for 40 years, I think in my head, I'm thinking maybe today's the day that Ed's going to fix something. No, he's not. He is not a handyman, but he has tremendous gifts in other areas. Thank See, you. we've learned to understand yeah. how to navigate. One time, though, I was carrying a hammer across the house to to, to nail this nail, and when Lisa saw it, she just attacked me in oh, love. It was, Kiss, started it was kissing the sexiest me and, thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah. So what's a... Um, so. That's that's just some tell me tell me what's a reoccurring for you to, that I maybe I did. would say that me being an extrovert and you being a little bit more introverted in a yeah. lot of areas. Yeah. And the good thing is you've taught me how to step out of my comfort zone and hopefully maybe I've taught you maybe sometimes just reel it in a little bit. And you also too you you do a great job at at thinking about your words before you say them. I don't as much. You're more organized. I'm more free spirited. Yet you've learned how to be more free spirited. And I think I've learned how to become more organized. Maybe that's, yeah, it's a yeah. trade off. So, okay. How about the second one? What is one but that thing? That is a reoccurring issue. Now, this and it comes up a lot. But like, the second question kind of relates to that. It's what is one thing that you didn't know or expect about your spouse before you got married? And how did it cause conflict? Whoa. Wow. Okay. This is kind of frivolous, but I didn't realize how loud you are. <laughs> you are very, very loud. I'm a loud person. I mean, I sing constantly. And, and it's not like you got louder after we I got married. I didn't even realize it, but I hum all the time. I sing all the time, mm -hmm. make sound effects all the time. And you know, when you're dating, that's all cute. It's really, you yeah, those, love it. Yeah, those things when you're dating that were so cute. Oh, he's so conservative financially. And then he's he, so funny. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get married. You don't let me spend a dime. No. Your humor's <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> You do hum a lot too. I do, I do. That so that's and, that's and, one thing. And loud. And especially during COVID when, you know, everybody's working from home mm -hmm. and we have hardwood floors in our house. It's like the sound reverberates and so it was louder than normal. But the good thing is I always know you're very present. <laughs> Lisa, I don't know one thing that I didn't know or expect. Was I kind of an open book? I don't know. Before we got married, um, I'm. I don't know. Maybe there's not one. Should we go on to the third question? Also, maybe, maybe I didn't realize you. You were you were more sensitive than I thought. More sensitive. That's just because you grew up with brothers. Yeah. I Ed, Ed grew up with two brothers. And I, so. I, I think the, the sensitivity in all areas, even like when we get into arguments or let's say I make a remark or joke around. It might hurt or my feelings. 
Yeah, and because I take it serious, I didn't have any brothers, no, so I'm not used to and, kidding and, and joking humor, and all that I, I've stuff. I've realized female humor is different than male humor. Slightly. I mean, females laugh with each other, males laugh at each other. We have nicknames, joke around. Women do not deal with nicknames with each other. So I, uh, I, I would say that. Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. Ed had okay. a nickname for me. Do you remember? And you, it was it was a good nickname for me. You thought you called me Big Lee because my maiden name was not Lee. Because, I mean, and it was no. not because Big of, Lee. Big Lee. What's up, Big Lee? I and, like it. I and he just up, called me that. You know, call him up. What's up, man? What's up, big man? What's up? Yeah. So I just figured I'll just bring that into marriage. Big Lee. That's what he called me, Big Lee. Unpopular. And it, so just Didn't be careful. Trend. Just be careful with no your trending. humor. I was like, mm, no, I'm big not Lee. going with that one. So, okay. How do you deal with the fact that you married your spouse, but you also married their family? Gosh, that's a big one for you and me. Don't you think? Because that's a great, great question. Oh, our I'm families glad are different. Yeah, we've mentioned before that the common thread of our families is that we were, our, we come from Christian backgrounds. But man, my family oh, is so organized, diametrically. I mean, we plan yeah, things. Oh. There is not one thing that's Ooh. not on a calendar. And once you put it on the calendar, it's not in pencil; it's in pen. It is inked on, and you're not going to change it. And I love to change. Change, change, oh, change. And changes, and yes. changes, and changes. I love change changes. because it's just change. You know, you 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 always can have those options. But when it comes to family, you always must individuate. Ed and what does I that mean? individuate, but we're our we are our family. In other words, that, you and huge. I, when we got married, we began our family. This whole thing, we tried to deal with For it well. this cause, a man shall leave. leave. Right, leave so, leave. so, yeah, we're we're married to family in a sense, but you have to have lines of demarcation. This is big because, I mean, think about the holidays and the pressures yes. and all of that. That That's, uh, we've talked a lot. We need to do some uh, podcast on this about um, marriage and dealing with adult children and in-laws and outlaws and what effect that has on marriage. Yes. But I would say just make sure you have your, um, you know, lines drawn in how you function as a family. And then it trickles out to the others. His family and my family do not control our family. It's something we consider, but we have our own little unit. And there's always going to be those control issues that you have to fight. But you have to, as Lisa said draw the lines in the sand, but also build bridges mm -hmm. of love. But Okay, this is a good one, okay. Ed. Here. How do you set boundaries with your spouse about what gets argued around your little ones? Oh, you know, about conflict in front of your children. That is a genius question. Conflict in front of your children. Okay, so remember that sacred bedroom, that your bedroom is a sanctuary yes. for the husband yes. and wife? That's where you need to deal with serious conversations. However, mm -hmm. you're going to be in front of family and your kids, and you're going to have a issue, maybe arise, come up with your spouse. It's okay. As long as you follow the rules of engagement, you're not name calling, you're not disrespecting. And you're teaching your kids you're how to 
conflict resolved. Yes, how to resolve conflict so that they. I'm sorry, how to resolve conflict. Yeah, conflict it doesn't resolved. matter either way. You want to get it resolved. You do. And and the best place for them to learn that is in the home, and they will pick up on how you communicate, how you problem solve. Because they might see. And then reconciliation. That's right. And they, what they need to see, too, is a unified front. Ed and I can disagree, mm-hmm. but we're going to reconcile and have yep. a unified front. I That's like great. that. That's a great answer. Yeah. Okay. We live very busy lives, and we've raised four children. How in the world do you find time to stay on the same page with our marriage? It is funny, the, the response these days when someone goes, how are you doing? It used to be, I'm doing fine. Now it's, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Really, when I say that, I'm saying, I'm important. <laughs> we all, though. It's have, about priorities. Yeah, we all have, it's, have, what's have the, busy, busy yeah, lives. What's but, the most important thing to you? And how does your calendar and your commitments show those and priorities? We'll, we'll unpack this on one of the podcasts because priorities are something in marriage when fa- and, and family that, that I think we theoretically know and understand and even maybe agree with, but as far as living those out in the real world. Our priorities are our relationship with God, Mm -hmm. our relationship to one another in our marriage and our family. And then from there, the church and you go, Oh my goodness, y'all are pastors. So of course it's the church. No, I come from a non pastor background. Our family was connected to the church. And even as pastors, especially with what you and I have gone through over this past year um, with the death of our daughter, I will tell you the church has been our lifeline. We have received support like none other. And so that consistency in being in God's house is, is part of those priorities. Um, we each have our own time of study. Bible study, devotional, you know, devotional time, time, or time, daily quiet time, or prayer time, or we whatever pray you together. Want to say. And then this is something that you taught me, Ed. We have we've learned the art of saying no. Yes, right. I love to do this. No, 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 because there's a bigger yes. So we say no, 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 because there's a bigger yes. Yeah. So and a lot of us are afraid to say. I no. I tend to have a problem saying no because I don't want we have don't to know our no's. I'm a, I'm a people. It's person. not easy. It's not easy to, to do that. But when you have the date night schedule, when you have a family night schedule or whatever, that's your schedule. Unless something like massive uh, uh, takes its place. Yeah. But if, this, if that I'm, only happens every once in a while, that's OK. Cool. But I'm a people pleaser. So I tend to have more difficulty saying no. Um, I want to make everybody happy. But that's not what's mm-hmm. most important. We say no in order to make a priority um, the better yes That's right. in our, our priorities. And then the seventh question is, one, two, three, four, five, six. No, six. I'm yeah, sorry. Six. six. I'm sorry, six. Moving from communication to conflict resolution, how do you do you handle financial stress in your marriage? Because finances, uh, man, you, we can get freaky about finances very rapidly. There's nothing like financial pressure. Again, Lisa, when we first got married, well, we were absolutely 100% clueless regarding how how to 
how to handle. You have to lean into the right people. I'm so thankful for some great leaders who teach on money management and all of those different things. It also goes back to communication. What are your goals for your future? Mm -hmm. And you've got to prepare for those early on in your marriage. You have to, you know, not accrue debt because that's just going to make the burden even greater and talk. I mean, you can have a mortgage when you say, right, no I, debt. I know, yeah. I know, but I'm just talking about, you know, consistent debt yes. after debt, oh, after yeah. debt, after debt. So when it comes to finances, uh, communicate about them, plan for uh -huh. them. And then I love what our, our daughter and her husband do. They actually do a once a month date night to talk about it's finances, extreme, but it's, I think a it's a brilliant bit. idea because okay. not only do they talk about their budget and how well they've done, but they also talk about their future, oh, their okay. goals, how they want to plan trips, yeah. how they want to provide. Yeah. See, that's that a good, good aspect. That's good. That's good. And then they yes. have two boys um, soon, yeah. another one on the way. Right. So I, I think that's a, and, a great thing. And it's just the 10, 10, 80 principle. First 10% goes to God's house. Second 10 savings and then live on 80 and you can kind of, you know, go with that, you know, yeah. but, but one is usually more of a free spender. The other is going to be a little bit more conservative. I would tend to be more of a free spender. Lisa's going to tend to be more conservative. I've learned to be more conservative because of Lisa. She's learned to be a little bit, I mean, she, you're, you're, you're super yeah. generous anyway, but a little bit but, more. A little but bit more. I think that's all we have time for today oh, in this man. episode. I know it's been fun. We're on a roll. I love it. I love it. Right now, this podcast. Thank yeah. you for joining us for the Creative Marriage Podcast. And if you're liking this podcast, five please stars. Please subscribe and five stars. Give us a five star review and tell people about it. We want to get the word out, and that would help us greatly. So yeah. thank you for joining us for another episode of the Creative Marriage Podcast.